What is up, guys? You're tuning in to this Okiru podcast. I'm your co-host, Jasper, and we thank you so much for spending this time with us. We hope you enjoy this episode. Make sure to follow us on our socials at Okiru on Instagram, Okiru on Facebook, Okiru on YouTube, and also Okiru on major platforms such as Spotify and Apple Music. Thank you so much for spending this time with us. We hope you enjoy. All right. Christy, thanks for having us over. Your place is so beautiful. Thank you. Thanks for coming today. And uh, I'm glad the weather held out for you. <laughs> <laughs> and as I walked in, I'm like, wow, this is the pinnacle of share housing. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Because <laughs> you're sharing your house with a housemate and I'm just like, well, I've been to some dubious house, a share oh. houses as well. I, I, I'm a big believer in a house as a home, right? Mm. And it's not ever going to be like a share house. So when you live mm. with me, it's like family. Mm. So in this environment, it's not, you know, someone down in their bedroom with all their stuff. It's very much like it's the home that you choose. Mm. Yeah. So I've built it so that we've got all our little zones and stuff. And then the bedroom's more like just a sanctuary yeah. at the end. But yeah. Pockets of joy. Pockets of joy. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> so, and, and the way you decorate and look, we can see a beautiful alcohol shelf here and your bookshelf. <laughs> I really want to share the bookshelf with um, our viewers and our listeners as well because it's, it's a joy to look at. Yeah. yeah. Right? Uh, Marie Kondo, have you done any of her work? Or... Yeah, yeah. That was actually one of the first books I read in terms Ooh. of organizing. And yeah, my goodness, I actually did the whole proper method uh, back in New Zealand and it took me a long time and at one point someone came over and they're like do you need to see someone it's like a hoarding <laughs> thing because you take everything out and you put it all yeah, in spaces yes. and then choose mm. well I, I literally did that and it looks like a hoarder's home because <laughs> I had everything on the floor all over the house but what it looks like at the end is like this because mm. you say goodbye to something you choose to keep something mm. you choose to donate but because I organized everything properly for the first time ever um it did look quite, it's like the whole method can look quite um, scary if you do it properly. But you brought all your stuff over. You brought your cat princess over yeah. from New Zealand. You bought a I whole did. container. I, booked, I bought books. a container over. I had to pick what was going to fit in it. And that's what I have here. But it's a lot of the things you know you buy new. Um, when you get here, I would never recommend bringing a washing machine or a dryer <laughs> again because... They smell a certain way when you open the boxes oh, up God. after being on a container ship. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. so how I know Christy is she is a colleague of mine at Prezi where, look, I just left uh, the organization, yeah. but I think we developed such a connection over the time and it was Christy's first few days, our first mm. drinks, and I... I hogged her. We were talking about <laughs> habits at the same time. Yeah. And, and Christy is a habits coach. And you've got your own business where you've coached over 700 people from that's around right. the world. Yep, that's yeah. right. Over 30 countries, yeah. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the word coaching, but, we'll, but, 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 <laughs> but no, just because everyone's a coach now, right? Yeah. But I would say it's more like strategy and, you mm. know, and like... Yeah, but it is coaching, I guess, at the end of the day. But <laughs> Everybody is a coach Everyone's now. Everyone is a coach. Everyone's yeah. a coach, right? Yeah. Well, it's because that um, people like Tony Robbins and stuff like that, they've developed this industry of the, I think it's what, self-education industry, right? Yeah. And that's what we're kind of doing, right? <laughs> yeah. We're, in a sense, coaching people through the podcast. Yeah, definitely. By sharing people's stories. Yeah. And 
we're lucky to have Kirsty here today. That's right? um, one of the things that you actually learn. People learn best through stories. Right. Yeah. yeah. You when you have your um, you know, you let things in, ideas in that maybe mm. you don't have your walls up. Yeah. So it totally makes sense to me. Yeah. People learn best by feeling good and learn best through stories. Mm. So why don't you like the word coach? Oh, <laughs> How I'm just <laughs> over the years i like i feel like it's a coach suggests that i might not be learning as much from them as they're learning from me Mm, whereas every person in an interaction and an exchange between two people it's not like i'm giving you here it's going to be a it's a whole like give and take of energy Mm, right a giving and sharing of energy and they have an aha moment then you have one back and it's very much like that so I feel like there's something lacking in the word coaching because it's more like a feels like more like one person telling the other one. Right. I'm not sure. I can't quite articulate what it is, but it's it's different when you're in a moment with someone rather than being over mm. here and telling them information. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's very much what I'll do. I'm like going to be sitting in the trenches with you, whatever it is, yeah. and we are a team as opposed to me sharing all my amazing ideas or whatever it is. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's probably it. So it goes both ways. It goes back. It's, yeah, it's it's literally a, a give and take of, I imagine if I could see energy mm. of this going through the air backwards and forth. Yeah. So coaching just is... A... Oh, well, that's my opinion. Probably yeah. not for everyone. I imagine if when you coaching, I took my brothers when they were younger to, to um, rugby practice and a coach was very much on the sideline, not in the game. Um, you know, are you... <laughs> <laughs> She's it's thinking right. about where to go next. <laughs> yeah. Where are you going to yeah. go? Where are you going to go? <laughs> Look at her go. So <laughs> athletic. <laughs> Look at that. Watermelon. <laughs> so one of the the highlights of that conversation that first time, you yeah. told me about waking up. And we, we part of the Akira family, mm. we've been doing this campaign called Early Rises where we made an effort to wake up early to create more time yep. in our day. And we, we tried our best to join that 5am club. Yeah. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And, and some of the things that you shared with me, Christy was getting out of bed and then putting your arms up in the air and yep. saying, mm. yes, yep. this so, is how I'm going to start my day. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's one of the ones, it's one of the methods, um, Dr. BJ Fogg, it's, mm. It comes from tiny habits, and I think he's done a research study with like more than 60,000 people on that particular habit, and there's a TED Talk on it. Um, And it's a version of the Maui habit, which is, after my feet touch the floor, I will jump out of bed and say, Mm. it's going to be a great day, or (laughs) amazing day. And usually, like, you know, you have expression through movement. Mm. So you'll do some sort of celebration, like it might be a fist palm, or like, I like to do a small dance on the spot. (laughs) 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 Uh, Just get moving, but... Uh, yeah, like, but pretty much when you declare it's going to be a great day, then that's how the day can mm, show up. Yeah. And the reason why I like this one so much in terms of families, you can, if you've got younger children around, other family members sharing in a home, you can enroll everyone into the household to do it. Mm. And so then you can go into the kid's bedroom and say to them, maybe like, what kind of day is it going to be? And they're like, a great day, you know, <laughs> and it's like, even if you're not feeling it and it doesn't feel real yet, Having someone else in your household who does that with you mm-hmm. really shifts that energy around. Mm-hmm. So I really like it in terms of something you can do in a group dynamic. Yeah. It doesn't have to be whatever the family looks like. It could be housemates or, mm. um, yeah, or traditional family, whatever that looks like. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I was doing a similar practice when I was going through my growth stage mm-hmm. and I was reading a book. You probably would have heard of her, Mel Robbins. Mm-hmm. She did the book uh, High Five Habit. And I was doing that habit of just like waking up, 
and just high-fiving yourself in the mirror. And yeah. it just does something in your brain that just says like, you just adds positivity, you know, and it's yeah. like good vibes. Cause it's like the action of doing a high five. It's, she says that it's impossible to think of a negative thought mm. because whenever you're doing a high five, it's always to congratulate someone mm. to just, you know, just celebrate something. Definitely. Yeah. I haven't read that book, but I've read her five second rule. Oh, you yeah, know, yeah. obviously a long time ago, but um, I totally agree with that. Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of stuff in terms of when you move your body around, if you notice like, where what depression looks like mm. or what energy looks like one of them is usually going to be moving one of them yeah. is going to be slumped still yeah. so like there's something in movement too that really yeah. helps definitely definitely yeah. how was early rises for you gerald i know mm. when you woke up you like to go outside and take a walk <laughs> or take a picture with uh mm. it's, it's winter right and yeah. we're emerging from winter now but mm. it was the skies were dark in your photos all the time <laughs> yeah. it was really difficult at the start like with anything you start with like but it was just that slow progression of just waking up from like from nine o'clock to eight fifty to eight. Like it was like really slow. Um, but the one reason I was going outside is like I'll go from my bed straight to my computer, mm. and I'm just like, ah, oh, this is not good. <laughs> so instead, I'll just go outside, have a walk, and I found myself, you know, starting the day with not so much distractions and just be like, okay, nice. It's like just pleasant. It's just mm. pleasant. <laughs> So, yeah. In terms of habit coaching, how that might look if someone was looking to shift something like that, mm. if they're like, okay, how do I go from um, like the gradual progression backwards yeah. in time, mm. but also starting any kind of like walking practice or whatever, it could be as simple as I'm going to go out to the letterbox and back and that's yeah. all I have to do. Mm. That is enough. And if I keep going, then that's extra credit. Mm. But mm. to get started, I only have to make it to the letterbox. Yes. And that's enough. So if I feel sick, I'm too tired, I'm grumpy, I'm like, whatever it is, I can still do that minimum part. Mm. And then day after day, you start to see yourself as someone who always shows up. Yeah. Yes. And it really makes a huge difference. And you're not, you know, it's not earth shattering. It's, it's totally fine to only go as far as the letterbox and come back. Yeah. At yeah. some point, you're going to go further. Mm. Yeah. It will happen. Yeah, mm -hmm. so that's like those little walking habits. If like someone's looking to implement something like that, but it seems overwhelming, that's where to start. Mm. I think that was one of the things that I did wrong at the very beginning is like, I'm going to go hardcore on this Ooh, and yeah. I'm going to run. <laughs> like I started running around the block and the next, I was like, yeah, cool. I did. I felt good that day because I was like, oh, I achieved this. I ran. Yeah. But the next day I'm like, I don't really want to run. <laughs> so I just, yeah, I just walked and I was like, just, it was just like around the block mm. or something like that, but it was slowly you just build it up. Yeah. yeah. Totally, totally. Mm. And, and there and habits, I'm really glad you mentioned that. Like when you notice your brain or your body, I just saw your head moving around like that. Mm -hmm. Noticing the subtle cues around focusing on areas of things that you want to do and things that make mm. you feel good. Mm. So if you have an area of, in your life that comes up and you just, you know, you're trying to form a habit around it, but you don't want to do it. Mm. A habit is an automatic behavior. It won't happen. Mm. It can't rewire it in if you don't want to do it because yes. mm. your body won't allow it. It will only ever be a practice, something you show up and do, but it won't be a habit. Mm. So you can exercise every single day for a whole year and then just not do it right. and just not do it continually because it's not a habit. Mm. If you're not enjoying it and you don't want to do it, you're just forcing yourself. Uh, That's a practice. Yeah. So if you really you know want to unpack what the two different things are, wow, it's really it interesting. Yeah. So if you have to schedule it in your diary, it's probably not a habit. Mm. But habits, things can that our practices can turn into habits. Mm. But if you want to do them, you have to right. want to do it. Yes. Yeah. 
So if you want to lose weight, for example, which is not a behavior, mm. it's a, it's an aspiration. Again, that's something, you know, cause there's no specific metrics around mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I want to get fit aspiration. I want to lose weight aspiration. You might do a behavior to achieve those, but if you really don't want to do it, like running, notice the body language on, on yourself and go, Hmm, <laughs> curious, what do I want to do? And then do those things. Right. Cause that's where you're going to have the wins. Yeah. You know, that's where success stuff and those things can turn into habits because mm. you actually want to do them. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so it's interesting from a practice which is something you have to schedule in and something that takes a lot of effort mm. to become a habit which is automatic yep. and something that you want to do and your body might crave it you, yeah habits so all behavior lives you know somewhere on a spectrum of this takes a lot of thinking and a lot of effort right through to i'm doing this completely unconscious the unconscious behavior is a habit and that's why we don't actually know you often don't know what your habits are because 40 percent approximately depending on which studies you read Mm. 40 to 60 percent of behavior is automatic how can you know if you're doing something if it's automatic you're literally like your subconscious is controlling that behavior whereas your 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 conscious mind controls this other um highly you know executive functioning thinking thinking work if you want to create habits you have to first start being conscious around them and working out where you're going to do them um in your day for example maybe i'll just mention here what behavior is Mm -hmm. in terms of for any behavior to happen it has to have three things have to happen at the same time motivation ability and a prompt and by ability it mean that means you have to be actually capable of doing it you can't like decide i'm going to go do this thing but you don't have the skill set and also able in this moment so all of a sudden, like in that moment where you want to do it, you have to be like, you can't be like, oh my God, I'm going to go for a run, but I'm driving my car, you know, because I can't actually do this yeah. in that moment. Mm. A prompt is a like a trigger or a mm. thing that tells you when to happen. Like when you get a ping notification on your phone, mm. prompt, prompt to look at my phone. Mm. So yeah. we're being prompted by technology all the time. Yeah. So I, I don't know about everyone else here, but I just turn all my notifications off everything. Yeah. Um, because otherwise that's what they're doing in, in terms of a great book to read on that if you ever want to know what they're doing is... Um, habit forming products there's a book on that by neural it's great and it talks about the habit loop that technology companies are creating mm-hmm. if you ever want to know what they're doing yeah which yeah. is super interesting not not around human behavior but around company behavior mm-hmm. um and then the motivation which is a lot of what you'll hear people talk about you need to get more motivated mm-hmm. i personally think motivation is like a wave like it's like this mm-hmm. it's inconsistent and you mm-hmm. don't know when it's going to show up yeah. but you can create um behaviors and create kind of like you can create motivation. Mm. So if you want to go for an exercise, you have to, you know, you got to think about all the things, all the steps that might have to happen and make sure you're prepared for them and have motivation, ability, and a prompt. Mm-hmm. Um, so for example, on that, should I continue on this? Yeah, when, yes, please. When, when after I had an accident and I had to, I wanted to start working out again after recovering from um, this, you know, horrendous accident I had, I was like, I don't know, even from someone who exercised all my life to could barely move my body, mm. I was like, oh my God, it felt so overwhelming to just get started. Yeah. I was like, where do I even start? I can hardly do anything. So that's when I discovered, you know, the power of habits and going down to the smallest amount. Mm-hmm. So the three things that I did, usually you only ever want to change three small things a week at the most because your mm-hmm. brain goes one, two, three, many, yeah. and then that's it. So you'd pick <laughs> three things each yeah. week and then you can choose at the end of the week mm-hmm. at least and then understand that in a week you'll usually have I like to call them workday routines or even at home routines and then at office day routines mm-hmm. and then weekend routines. Like in terms of the behaviors that happen in a sequence, they often change depending on environmental context. Yeah. 
So I make sure that I'm set up like you're like, oh, why don't I automatically do this on a weekend? Mm. It's probably because your whole morning looks different yeah. Yeah. and the behavior sequence is different. So I like to think about just, uh, choosing for the five days that I'm going to be doing a, my work days mm. and creating habits on those days. And then the weekend, it's free time. Yeah. I can choose to do them or not. Um, or I might have to look to put anchor in at a different point. So um, when I was look, looking to start exercising again, the things that I changed was folding up my clothing, which is one-time behavior, and putting it in a really easy-to-access place. And instead of having T-shirts, um, sports bras, and leggings in three different drawers, yeah. I put sets together, and I put them in the drawer that was like, the closest at the end of my bedroom to, to like open the drawer, have a whole set, take mm -hmm. the whole set out. And so that was a one-time behavior to get set up. And every single night I'd go into my room and I would get out my workout clothes and I'd put them in my bathroom in the morning mm -hmm. and I'd get my shoes and put them in the bathroom. So in the morning when I woke up and I'd go to the bathroom and I'd shut the door and I'd go, oh, there's my clothes. <laughs> I work out. Hmm. And then the next behavior, that's, that was one thing I changed. That was an evening thing for the next day. Mm -hmm. And the next one was to put my clothing on. So the only behavior that I was going to do that day was to, you know, just to put the workout mm. clothes on. And the third thing I picked for the week was talk to the letterbox. And then anything else was extra credit. Yeah. So those were the three things. And that is how you can start exercising again. Because you're literally yeah. the kind of person who always prepares stuff at night. Mm. The kind yeah. of person who always puts their clothing on. And the kind of person, no matter the weather, that always gets himself to the letterbox. And, and that is enough, <laughs> yeah. you know. And then you can build on from there. And I was like, some days I did go further than the little box, you know, but yeah. I remember my body was not, yeah. well, not capable of a lot mm. at that point. But, and some days I didn't like, mm. and that was enough. I wasn't required to do any more. I was still, you know, it was still enough. T t it's totally enough. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And after doing that, I think over that year of changing and creating a walking routine, I lost 10 kilos. Wow. So to give you the, the outcome or the results yeah. that happen, because I showed up for myself consistently for a year, mm. you know, and I wasn't doing strength training. I wasn't doing anything else. Of course, then you kind of maybe go, oh, I'm the kind of person who works out, so now I eat healthier. Mm. And so you start to like crave more salads or whatever, yeah. you know, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, and then that there's those are whole other behaviors. But mm. yeah, as a result of just reframing and your shift in identity and changing those few small things um yeah the results are big i think it's disproportionate re you know return on investment yeah. in terms of the result there so it's three things and three habits that you want to change well i would say pick what you can choose you can have a wish list of all mm. the things mm. you want to change and then pick only three small um small three small things per week per week per mm. week and then so choose your three like a shopping list you can have your wish list you can make it big and brainstorm and have everything you want like like it's christmas and i'm gonna I'm, i'll have a <laughs> swimming pool i have three swimming pools no i want three <laughs> swimming pools you know you can put everything on there yeah but then you know pick whatever's gonna mm. whatever's you want what is going to help you. Like the two things we always say in behavior design are focus on what makes you feel good mm -hmm. and things you want to do and things that you can do. Yeah. You know, that's what, that is where you're going to find success. If it's something you don't actually want to do, it's not the thing to focus on because there will be something, um, there'll be something that's fun. Like not, for example, exercise, you could go to a dance class. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole lot of things of getting yourself all the way there. Yeah. So I like to pick easier things that I can do at home. Um, one of the ones I did was I wanted to stretch. So I have foam rollers here. 
And I would put, I would, on a Sunday, I'd have my prep day, my one-time behaviors to set up for those things during the week. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, what am I going to do? It's kind of like my shopping list to myself. And one of the ones was stretching. And I was like, oh man, I hated stretching. <laughs> so I bought my foam roller and I stuck it down next to the couch and I put my TV remote on it. <laughs> and the remote was, yeah. and I'd look for the remote and I'd be like, <laughs> mm, you know, and then I'm like, okay, the rule is now you're just going to roll around on the, yeah. on the foam roller you know, yeah. after I find the TV remote, this is always a habit. So after I, I will, is the kind mm-hmm. of a tiny habit recipe. Mm-hmm. After I pick up the remote and turn the TV on, I will foam roll for 30 seconds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then if I keep going, that's fine. Extra it's extra credit, credit extra yeah. credit. Mm-hmm. But I'll do my 30 seconds. And if you don't know what 30 seconds looks like, it's basically like 10, like roll, you know, <laughs> you know like this or, how, you know, 10 yeah. or 15. Mm-hmm. It's not a lot. And I got into a really good, oh my God, my facial rolling now. I love it because it's, it's, you know so good for your body but you know putting things in and that was something that made me laugh because every time i'd go look for the remote i'd go oh (laughs) you know and it would just make me laugh so and and sure enough at some point during the day i'm going to put the tv on Mm -hmm. and that's when i do it so i didn't try and do this at 10 o'clock or after breakfast or whatever it was anchored into a remote so you don't have to choose a time of day you can choose Mm. a a something that makes logical like things that match up together yeah um that's something else like when you're anchoring and if you're trying to start something new yeah yeah pick something that you're relatively always going to do on a day Mm. and anchor it into that yeah Yeah, i really love that type of like making the prompt like associating with something instead of having your phone remind you hey it's time to do something it's like uh, yeah. <laughs> not now snooze or whatever yeah. you do you have it like anchored to like the remote or even yeah, just having like your your like clothing and you, you see it's like okay it's time to yeah do. and everything I always try to make myself laugh so <laughs> when I do it if I see the clothes on the door I'm like oh yeah alright alright good yeah. <laughs> yeah I was like this I was like this motivated last night weren't you <laughs> like this like this I'd be like miss motivation in the evening does it know about like grumpy Christy in the morning like because <laughs> yeah, that's when I wake up and I'm like oh I don't want to do this yeah. but then I go you know, actually I do want to do this because it's going to change my life mm. and yeah change your life 30 seconds at a time yeah. mm. wow wow, wow. Mm. yeah tiny habits <laughs> tiny yeah. 30 seconds change your life 30 seconds, 30 seconds yeah. at a mm. time but how about pushing the goalposts so you set the goal all right 30 seconds i'm going to go talk to the mailbox yeah but then you consistently walk 10 minutes and come back yeah where do you shift the goalpost and how do you make it sustainable yep. purely because we tried to join the 5am club and then some other things have come in our lives um buying new houses, have for being forced to move, things yeah. like that, right? And it throws a spanner in the works. Mm-hmm. And we quickly burnt ourselves out <laughs> over the two months that we, we tried to yeah. pick up this habit. So how do you be kind to yourself? Yep. But how do you push yourself to be the person that you want to be mm. at the same time? Yeah, I really love that. So I would say it's like, Again, creating that like on a weekend or something and a really nice state going outside, getting a getting a big piece of paper and dreaming up all the shopping lists of your life, right? You can scroll it down. 
does 5am getting up at 5am help you get that list mm. you know like that's the question that's the only question yeah. Yeah. if it doesn't help you if you can do all the things you could do at 5 at 7 get up at 7 like <laughs> yeah. I mean yeah, 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 like yeah. I mean if that's it because if ultimately if it is about getting you know getting fit getting buying the house going travelling or whatever if getting up at 5am doesn't help those things then you just have to sort of lovingly let it go for now because yeah. you can always get back up at 5 another day sure. and, yeah. and you can do it like it can be like there's certain behaviors that I'll pick up for an outcome I'm focused on right now, depending on whatever it is or who I want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and the other thing in terms of unpacking how to grow a behavior, yeah. if you imagine like there's a little plant over there, actually the Tiny Habits Academy sent me that plant, funnily <laughs> enough, um, for doing some coaching work for them. <laughs> so they they imagine like when, you, uh, when you're creating a habit, imagine it like putting a seed in the ground, right? Mm. And then watching it grow. And then mm. say you want to, if you want to um, make it bigger, you might need to repot it, which means you might need to put it somewhere else in your day. So where you can grow that behavior to something that's natural. So if you don't have, if you're trying to do that walking routine in the morning, but you've actually got kids and, or, I mean, I know probably your listeners don't have kids, but they've got other commitments that are early. Yeah. They just don't have the time there. Mm. You might have to replant that into another time of day when you have the have the time to do it yeah you know and that's what you think about like all behavior sequences and when you're best when you're going to be able to grow them for me at the moment i do have time to exercise in the morning and i make it a priority on weekday mornings and i do a longer workout on the weekend um and my training's very different but it might be it might just be evenings it really depends on what you have what other things you've got Mm -hmm. what's most important and just bringing curiosity and playfulness to it yeah Mm -hmm. you know there's so much around when people think of change. I can see a lot of people that I've coached, they bring this real heaviness with them, this weight of the world, because mm. especially if something's been like something for so long and they desperately want it to change, right? So bringing that power back, thinking, I want to change and I can change and I can do it now. And what's the smallest thing I can do mm. um, to get started, to just get started, and then repotting it if need to be, or, you know, putting it somewhere else. So mm. 700 people over mm. 30 countries. Mm-hmm. What patterns have you observed beyond geographies, yeah. culturally mm. as it's, well? It's so interesting. So re- regardless of even when there's a language barrier, time difference barrier, what I notice is there's there's an underlying theme, I guess, two things I know, so a sense of hope across all people, all cultures, um, and a sense of like fear Mm. around can I can Mm. I do this can I really do this because I've failed so many times before Mm. a lot of people bringing that with them Mm. and it's heavy and you know and then that's why I focus on joy and laughter you know and breaking it down so it's so easy that like one woman I worked with I'm just thinking of her right now she had failed so many times before she came almost defeated Mm. you know when working with me and I was said to her I can really sense that this is I'm really present to this energy around that you're not sure that you can do this and she said yeah because the past only tells me that I fail right Mm. and I'm like it doesn't matter how many times in this first week with me you will be successful and you know how I know it's because each day that if you do, if it doesn't work out exactly how you want we design these habits and you go to execute them we're going to ask is it in the right spot was I, you know, am I busy at that time? Did I, do I actually want to do this? And if you don't want to do it, then we're going to choose, you're going to pivot and focus on something else. Mm. So every single day it's like, did you do the behavior? And if not, let's 
let's unpack that. Like, mm. you know, do I need to move it? Is it the, am I trying to do too much? Mm. Have I got, is it that you've got something else in your life that is a conflict that you didn't realize? Mm. Cause you can design something and then go to do it. And the execution doesn't work cause you haven't, you haven't thought about all the things that are going mm. on. Mm. And I'm like, then you just adjust it and then try the next day. That doesn't quite work. Then you adjust it and try the next day. One of them will be the perfect recipe mm. for you. And then you'll go out. And she was like, I haven't seen so much joy by the end of the first week with me. As habits of dailies, you check in every day. Um, I was like, she, I just like, it was a, like a, like the weight, you know, you can literally see someone look younger, their eyes more sparkly mm. because I told her she would be successful. And she was. Mm. Would you get it perfect first time? I was like, if you do get it perfect the first time when you're designing habits, I'm surprised. Because mm. usually always there's something you haven't thought about in your environment or a conflict or something that's going to come up. And that's that's life and learning. Mm. Um, and all the growth lives there. So I'm, I think it's there is no failure. There's only just needing to pivot and adjust yeah. and learning moments that need to happen each day. Mm. Yeah, a failure just means that something needs to be tweaked usually in, in terms of habits yeah wow <laughs> it's fun i'm just, I'm just like in awe just, just learning so many things about these habits and yeah i don't know what to say <laughs> but are you trying to learn any habits or trying to pick up any habits at the me moment, personally not really but my partner is mm. and we we're having a conversation yesterday and she's like i want to exercise i want to be more mindful i want to like do so many things I want to write. I want to just stretch. I want. And I was like asking her, like, it sounds like you're trying to do too many things at once. What's like the most important thing you want to do right now? Mm. And I asked her, like, do you want to when you wake up in the morning? Do you want to exercise or be more mindful? And she's like, I want to exercise. And I'm like, okay, then choose the exercise first. Why try to do two things? Because knowing her, she she'll wake up in the morning and be like, oh, I want to exercise. How much time do I have left? Mm. do I have time to exercise and be mindful and then she'll spend like 20 minutes just trying to choose what to do as opposed oh, yes. to just doing something mm. so mm. it was just like just telling her like try to do something one at a time first mm. and then build on those habits as you go like you said just even just 30 seconds right yeah. I think what from what you were saying like I think we just gotta show ourselves more grace like mm. we're so hard on ourselves when we can't do something right yeah. so yeah. it's just doing that one step consistently every day until you can build it into a habit and give yourself credit if you do more than that. And and I want to unpack something you said there because it's so important. You said your partner, she spends time thinking about what she's going to do. Yeah. Thinking is the direct opposite of a habit. It's mm. the counter, it's mm. the opposite end of the scale. So mm. all behavior lives from highly thinking to automatic. Mm. So when you're doing a habit, it has to be a design yeah. ahead of time. So something I can do, I don't know, um, I can provide some resources at the end of this, like some, oh, stuff, wow, some downloads and stuff, please. so that you can have a look at what this looks like, like tiny habit recipe cards. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to have, like usually a recipe will be like, after I, I will. Mm. So after I clean my teeth, I will do two wall press-ups. Mm. You know, like it might be, or, or I'll dance on the spot. <laughs> um, one of my favorite ones and how I got more steps in my day, like um, for the last three years, I haven't done less than 13,000 steps a day, right? Wow. On average. Yeah. Uh, and one of the ones I did this was I've got a pitcher of water, you know, like a jug of water mm. in the kitchen. Mm. After I pour myself a drink, I will dance on the spot for 30 <laughs> seconds. I just be like this. I remember being in an apartment somewhere once and I look outside and all these people on the balcony watching me and I'm like, 
<laughs> and it's just one way to get yeah. more steps and more movement. And you know how much laughter you can have yeah, yeah. by if you're in your office work workplace and you start just like busting out a move. <laughs> other times I turn the radio up and like just dance for forty yeah. seconds in my uh, forty minutes in my lunch break. I'll just like jam out and I'll be like full <laughs> sweating and whatever. But I I noticed my happiness mood changed. I noticed yeah. my step count went up. I noticed like it's about moving your body through the whole day. I noticed that yeah. it didn't matter how upset I got over something. I didn't have to think about what I was going to do because you know after this thing, mm. I will do this. There's no thinking. Mm. There's no yeah. thinking in it. So for your partner, there's a be like, I would suggest something like this. Anyone who says, um, the other thing was hey, wanting to get more fit or doing exercise is vague. Mm. It's around, it's been, it needs to, behavior needs to be clear. Right. So there's aspirations. I want to be fit. Mm. What does fit look like? Yeah. You have to have behavior actions designed. Yeah. So on the weekend, you might write down all your aspirations. It's not bad. And then it's called, um, get really clear on them. Mm. It's called crispiness. Yeah. You know, mm. what, what, what exercise will I do and when? Mm. So you don't think about it. It might be as simple as downloading an app on your phone. So it's after I wake up. I will put my exercise clothes on yeah. and after then you, then you don't like in terms of when you're learning habits, I'm not really a proponent of habit stacking. Although James mm. Clear is amazing and does talk about this. Mm. It would be the next thing is the most logical thing. I've turned my spare room into a little gym. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's like after I have, uh, you, for me, it's like I have a glass of water and feed the cat. I will go down with my phone and mm. open my exercise app and I don't think about any of the things I'm doing because I have a program ready to yeah. go. Yeah. So it's got Monday through Friday. And so on the weekend, it's a bit of planning, a one-time thing mm. to think about the aspiration, the outcome and what, what I'm going to do and like think about implanting them for the week, setting them up. But during the weekdays, I don't think about it. I just yeah. get up and I do it because mm. it's pre-designed. Yeah. And so if anyone's wanting to start there, like you said, focus on one thing, mm. but then also know you know, complexity and thinking is the, is the, like, uh, the enemy of habits. Yeah. So yeah. just knowing ahead of time yeah. and you can do that in like a little fun. I like to like, fun, I call it funify it. <laughs> I like to funify it on a weekend. Yeah. So I'll get, you can, if you want to, I mean, I don't know how old your listeners are, like a glass of wine <laughs> and like, you know, yeah. do, you know, just get all, I get really creative and I'm like kinesthetic visual person so I scribble everything down and work out what my week's gonna be like the glass of glass of wine and music on and then you know dream big and then pick a couple of things set them up um mm. with my glass of wine for yeah. the week and then I'm all ready to go roll Monday there ain't no thinking it's just doing yeah. yes. mm. so a glass of wine is it a big sheet of paper big, big sheet, yeah for me it is so I like those books Amazon have them like the big a2 mm. sized visual diaries yeah. like ten dollars mm. or something like that um, I have lots in my office out there. I should open a cupboard and you'll be like, oh my God, are you a child? <laughs> like I have lots of like pens and paper yeah. and pencils and stuff. In fact, when people bring their kids over to my house, I'm like, oh, I just pull out all this stuff. And they're like, how do you have this? I'm like, because it's for me. <laughs> 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 I, I use this. This is like Saturday with a glass of wine strategy session. It's just like really high level strategy with my crayons. <laughs> yeah. I think like what you said, it's important to have fun with it. And fun. Liam mentioned something in a podcast a while back, like, just to remember the child in you yeah and not taking life too seriously right yeah i think once we become an adult like you get at a certain age it's like oh i have so many responsibilities yeah. and you start to lose yourself and life becomes mundane because of it yeah and yeah like i just started because lim was asking me what's the habit i'm trying to build mm. and i want to get back into drawing cool. so what i did before i had my um i was bringing my ipad to work now i just have like a pad of paper and I just draw like mm. it doesn't have to be good because yes. sometimes as me as a 
at, at artists like I want it to be like a beautiful drawing mm. but I've removed that out of my mindset because yep. half the time I'm spending like 10 seconds or 10 minutes just looking at a blank page mm. like where do I start and mm. sometimes you just gotta start yep. and you know crazy thing is like sometimes you start scribbling and because of those scribbles you can form something so beautiful Right. I'm hearing that you're a recovering perfectionist. Yes, I am. Like, yeah. you know, as a designer, like we had this um, one of our designs that we spent so long on one of our t-shirts because I was just like not happy with it, mm. and I was just constantly telling Gerald, like Gerald, like what do I do? I feel like something's missing, and it's like, no, nah, it looks good. It looks it looks good, but I'm just not happy with it because mm. there's always that part of me that's that that's missing. Mm. And we talked to another artist about it, and like, how do you know when? a piece mm-hmm. is like ready or when, mm. it's done. Ready when it's done and the honest truth is sometimes like you just have to be like i'm happy and satisfied with mm. it i don't need to touch it anymore and just leave it leave yeah it that. i i went to elam school of fine art um in auckland yeah. for just for a year uh-huh. so my medium is black and white photography you might notice it in the hallway uh-huh. so um and i i don't feel i'm not skilled in and other areas of art, but I found that the person who, you know, when you're trying to take a great photograph or you're trying to do art, mm. if you, if I said to you, who's going to be better, the person that gets up and just does, a, takes a picture a day or the person who thinks about it yeah. and takes one for the year, you know, yeah. you've got a whole mm. year to deliver this art installation. Uh-huh. The person who takes a picture a day and by the end of the year, how good are they going to be? Yeah. Or the person who draws something every day mm. versus yeah. it doesn't matter how good it is. It's just the art of doing yeah. and the art of seeing and being mm-hmm. and, and, you know, in that kind of creative space. Yeah, yes. definitely. Yeah. I think there was, uh, I think in Think and Grow Rich, there mm. was this study, like they did, it was like a photography school. Mm. They had two groups. One group yeah. was like, all right, we're going to mark you based on one good photo. And then yeah. the second group was, we're going to base you on the quantity of photos you do. Yeah. And, um, at the end of the the testing period, they found that the people who took more photos had a higher grade than those who were like, I had one photo to submit. It makes it makes sense. It's kind of like working out. Like you don't go to the gym one time and go, whoa, look at my yeah. guns. <laughs> look at my guns, man. It's like every day the micro tears and the recovery mm, afterwards yes. that go to build that. It's the same with our mindset. When, when something happens to us in our life and we go through the physical moments of, learning how to heal mm-hmm. it's those daily practices that really do the healing it's yeah. not like you go and you are like you're like um all of a sudden i'm just healed no it's like all the mm. little self-care or mental you know re- resilient mm. kind of work resilience work yeah. that you do that helps exactly it, so it takes you on that path yeah. mm. but how about environments that are working against us yeah so there's little devices in our pockets mm. they're designed to capture our attention yep. mm. and they've got s- Thousands of smart people yep. working to capture our attentions. Mm. How do we overcome TikTok, for instance? And I know Liz TikToks <laughs> into a spiral. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I can actually cover this off. I've done this coaching with people before. How do you, yeah, in, in terms of you, when you want to stop doing something or reduce something in your life, you have to make the behavior harder to do. Mm. So the only way to do that in terms of something in your pocket I had someone that I was coaching. I was like, take your phone out now, delete them off your phone. So the rule is you watch TikTok only on your laptop. So, oh, yeah. you know, like it's no longer on your phone. So it makes the behavior harder to do. There's more yeah. steps involved, right? Yeah. And yeah. it b- brings awareness where when you are in automatic mode mm. and something ting bangs and you're like just mindlessly taking this out and then you find yourself and you're like, oh my God, <laughs> 
where did that come from? How long have I been doing this? Yeah. You're literally, it's a habit. It's a habit loop. Mm. And you're totally unconscious. To break the habit loop, you have to make the behavior harder to do. Mm. You have to put an extra step in. Yeah. So we're trying to do the opposite when we're forming habits yeah. and trying to make it seamless so that you mm. almost, you don't become mm. unaware that you're doing it. So in order to break that, you know, you find all of a sudden, you're, you know, you find yourself with your phone, you go, what am, I'm looking for the app wow something triggered it and i went to do it but now it's not on my phone i can't do it so then that person goes guess what i'm doing now and i said you've got to open in a tab on your phone you know now that you've deleted the app off i'm like put a block inside some sort of you know in terms Mm. of the tab on your phone but even there at least it brings if you make a decision to go and do something that's very different than finding yourself just coming present to mindlessly scrolling it's a choice then and it gives you your power back yeah. So in terms of like, if you, if you do have a social media addiction, deleting all the stuff off your phone mm-hmm. and then just choosing to do it on a laptop or a device that it's, maybe it's not even a laptop. Maybe it's like only your fixed computer and your yeah. one office yeah. and you give yourself a certain amount of time a day, you will continue to probably keep finding yourself pulling your phone out and doing that. That's normal and natural mm. because your, your body's the addict, your the habit is still going to be running. Mm. It's just that you've made it harder for, for yourself to do it. Mm, yeah. And I think there was years ago, there was this program. I used to have it called freedom. It was an app and it used to be able to block you from other apps. Then Apple made it like illegal. So they couldn't. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cause obviously that they make money yeah, from these companies. True. So you can't use them. There were, I don't know if there's anything at the moment that stops you from mm. loading stuff, but I know on laptop devices, you can have um, blocks at certain times of days yeah. for apps. That's another thing you can do. Mm. You're always, the key question is, how do I make this harder? Mm. If you're finding yourself overeating, it's hilarious. Like I don't have a huge pantry, but I used to get up on a stool, like and like climb up inside <laughs> my pantry and put all the treats at the top. So if I found myself mindlessly going to the cupboard to pick up something, I'd find myself in the cupboard. I'm like, oh, they're up there, <laughs> you know? And then it's a choice. I've broken the loop. Yeah. I've broken the behavior loop. Mm. So then now I get to choose whether I have that or not. Mm. So I stopped it from happening. And I've done this with loads of clients. One was mm. overeating on bread and, and I got him to pull it. He's like, Oh, but the kids, Oh, but the, I'm like, the kids will, we fine. Do you think they'd just rather you achieve your goals? In fact, get them on, get them on phone. I'll talk to them. <laughs> Do you want dad to achieve their goal? And they're like, yeah, dad, you can move the bread. Like, obviously, <laughs> you know, like they actually, yeah. it was like, that's just a, an excuse mm. for them not to do that. Mm. The next time I saw him, so we caught up in two weeks, his face was noticeably thinner. Mm. I couldn't believe how much weight he lost from moving bread. Yeah. Wow. Just changing the location because yeah. the automatic, something would happen and that's your prompt for the behavior to happen. Mm. He'd find himself on autopilot going in, getting this stuff. Next thing he's, next thing he comes aware, he's eating a sandwich. He's like, well, how am I, how am I, this, where is this happening? Like <laughs> I have no memory of doing it. Yeah. So if any time that stuff happens, you want to make it so that you're interrupting it. Mm-hmm. And that's how you make, that's how you stop doing, but that's how you stop doing things by the yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interrupting your pattern. Yeah. And you don't have to do it. You can keep on doing that. You know, it doesn't, doesn't mean you don't have to eat sandwiches anymore. <laughs> Just, be aware of it and you know make it a choice so how long does it take to break a habit and to retrain your brain Mm. to i guess build the awareness but once you do build the awareness building the awareness of choice as well that is when you do want to scroll or you do Mm. want to Mm. eat that bread that you are doing it mindfully and with intention yeah so it's really interesting because at this point it could be that something's actually an addiction not a habit Mm. so and addiction's different so you Uh, might actually have a say a social media addiction and you might go through like physical kind of withdrawals because of the dopamine that's your body is used Mm. to getting this dopamine hit 
Mm. Uh, for example, from doing something on your phone mm. and social media, and that's different. And I'm not qualified to unpack yeah. addiction. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that is something that you'd go and if you found yourself in that situation, then you'd seek some actual help with that, mm. and you'd get someone who can actually help you with addiction. Mm. Um, there can be eating addictions, as you know. Yeah. There can be. So if you notice at this point you're trying to un un stop something and you're having real physiological visceral reactions and you'll notice in your body, mm. then you'll want to get some professional help here. Okay. Um, mm. Yeah, and that would be... So how long? Well, number one, is it actually an addiction or mm. is it a habit I'm trying to break? And then just being real brave and honest with yourself mm. that it's okay if that has become an addiction. Yeah. It's really common and there are support out there and there is help available, mm. like knowing that, right? So I just thought yeah. I'd mention that yeah. and yeah, not being ashamed about yeah. it if it's happened because those companies are designed to create, um, you know, a lot of, I'm thinking about social media right now yeah, yeah. and this is like an, an issue and just not feeling alone mm. now knowing help is available. And then if it is, if it is a habit, it could take a long time and it could take a short time. Um, there's, a, there's an idea I like to have called swap it, don't stop it. Like, and so, you know, what's the behavior that you might like to do instead? Yeah. Yeah. So say, for example, um, we won't talk about social media. In my pantry, if we were to open it up, I had this real, like, cookie addiction for a while. I was like, oh, my God, I just need to eat biscuits. So instead of that, I took them out. I was like, you know what? You can have a biscuit every day, but you're going to have a protein cookie. So, and yeah, and so I just went and did some research, again, made it fun on the weekend. Yeah. And then every single week I can have a different flavor. Like, you know, I made it this thing that I really like to do. Yeah. Do they still taste like protein cookies? Yes, they do. <laughs> they taste like protein cookies. Justine's cookie, protein cookies, by the way, they're the ones. They're the best ones. Um, yeah, free shipping on catch. She's my promo code. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't have one. Um, but they're my favorite ones um, at the moment. And I just was like, how can I add a nourishing behavior mm. in here where possible instead of the thing? So a lot of the time, if you are, when you're trying to stop doing something, replacing it is far easier. So, and when you find yourself, after I find myself going to mindlessly scroll on my phone, I will open up a uh, headspace and do mm. a, you know, mini meditation. Mm. So, and instead of doing that, so you still get the dopamine thing in your brain, yeah. but it might be that mindfulness behavior mm. that, cause you don't no longer have that app on your phone. Yeah, yeah. You get to go do something and your brain's like, I like this, <laughs> and it, you know, and then yeah. figure out which ones it yeah. likes and make it all playful. And if it's not that particular app, you know, if there's a skill you want to learn, um, Duolingo, mm. um, you know, after I go find looking for TikTok. I will open Duolingo and do a little, you know, 10 second lesson and reward myself by being like, you know, dancing on the spot or whatever it is, being yeah. like self high five. I got this. Yeah. I totally got this. Yeah. And making it fun and then you re replace it with something that you mm. actually want and you like and you feel really good about it. Mm. Um, so that's something you can do. And it's, and honestly, I do this and it's really, it is really fun. Yeah. You're like, all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm speaking Spanish. Who knew? <laughs> like this, you know, who <laughs> knew that was possible? Yeah. So. All this thought, all of this training has come from BJ Fogg from Stanford. Yeah. But when we think of habits right now, mm. we think of another guy, James Clear. James Clear. <laughs> so, yeah. So the two, the difference? Yeah, the difference yeah. as well as the rise in me, the, the media right word. I can't say it right now. <laughs> Meteoric rise of, of yes. James Clear. Where did he come from? And I guess... BJ Folk, how does he fit into Yeah, that? okay, so James Clear is a marketer and he unpacks, why I like him, he unpacks the ideas of lots and lots of um, people who are 
researching habits. So you'll find a, a section in his book on BJ Fogg. BJ mm. Fogg's a researcher mm. at Stanford. So BJ Fogg has been researching behavior for more than 20 years. Mm. He founded the Stanford Design Lab. So everything he does, he works with companies all around the world. James Clear doesn't research himself. He's not the researcher, but he's really great at ma getting other people's ideas okay. and making them so easy to understand. Yeah. So outside of my bookshelf, you'll notice a whole bunch of different authors who have researched habits. A lot of times you open them up, like Charles Duhigg or um, Wendy, um, what's her last name? I'm forgetting it right now, but... That's so bad. <laughs> uh, you'll notice, you'll read their books and you're almost like, oh, it's so dense, mm, you know? Yeah, and it's, awesome. there's so much to unpack in there. I feel like James Clear has gone and got like the, the good juice out of mm. all of these different researchers' works. And he's like, this is this person's idea. This is this person's idea. Yeah. And here's how you can implement it. So he's been amazing at doing that. And I really think um, he's added so much value in terms mm. of that. But did he go out and conduct the research? No. Mm. Um, and that's where the people who like BJ might have... I, I'm not saying he does. I'm, I'm saying I don't know how it would feel to be a researcher yeah. and to have someone else like getting the, you know, getting the credit for yeah. your work. Mm. But what I do know is if they are ultimately mm. care about changing people, as I know, for example, BJ does, then I don't think he, you know, ultimately mm. if more people's lives get changed, that's yeah. why they, that's why they came up with that work in the first yeah. place. Yeah. So that's where I kind of see James Clear as like he's brilliant communicator, uh, educator, and really unpacking those ideas and making them simple to understand. Yeah. Um, I think BJ does it really well. And if you haven't read Charles Duhigg's books, really good too. Mm -hmm. um, what book's yeah. that? Uh, the Power of Habit, I think it's a, it's a title. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'll double check the title name, but I believe that's the. Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay, cool. So, how is working with the man himself, BJ? Because you did direct training. Yeah, with him with and his him. sister Linda. Mm. Um, they're amazing. They're an amazing family and team. Uh, everything is. His energy is amazing. Yeah, and that's probably when I think about lightness, when bringing lightness to a heavy topic, mm. he's the person that would come to mind, yeah, okay. for sure, definitely. Um, yeah, him and his husband, Dennis, they're just so, they're just, they're so lovely. Um, yeah, they really are. But you talk about this lightness, this playfulness, and, mm. and having a boogie every, <laughs> yeah. every so often as a habit, right? But at work because we work together in, yeah. in the startup space and you tell me about your involvement in the Startmate Fellowship yes. and, and other programs like that. Yeah. I can see that you bring such a tenacity and yeah. such relentlessness to prospecting, to trying to make a sale, yeah. to getting demos and getting yeah. pen to paper. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. How does this fit? Because it's yeah. it's two different things, but it's the beauty of they're really your not mix. though. They're actually really not. When you are getting rejected constantly, like mm. basically, I'm like sales is rejection, constant <laughs> rejection. Hey, you know, hey, do you really like constant rejection? You should be in sales. <laughs> like you are going to get more no's than yeses, and you need to have thick skin and tenacity. Yeah. Mm. And so, bringing the way that you get around that without the weight of the world feeling like it's going to seemingly collapse on you is by having this, 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 the tools in your like mental toolkit to deal with rejection mm. ongoing. Mm. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I think probably anyone listening to this can think of a time when they've been rejected and they're like, Oh, that was rough. <laughs> yeah. I get rejected all day long <laughs> and they call it and it's my job. Like, um, yeah. And that's, and some of those things you, I build playfulness and light energy habits around mm. that so I can shift my frame and immediately get back into state. Cause I'm not going to, do you know what? I'm not going to close any sales mm. if I bring like desperation or yeah. the, the, the weight of the last rejection to the next one, mm. you know? 
Um, and some people are just downright m- mean or rude to you, yeah. you know, in terms of sales when you're doing new business. Mm. Um, I don't, I don't never understand it myself. I'm like, there's never, you know, there's always a reason to be kind regardless. Yeah. Um, yeah. But in any case, I will just bring like a lot of things around. I think that's, that's the solution to yeah. rejection is being able to reset and reset and reset again. And so at home, I have a rebounder in my office. A little like mini trampoline, you know, uh-huh. yeah, out there, and so something you can do uh, in terms of not everyone's going to have one. They're actually not that expensive, but um, it, you, when you you don't have to jump on it, you can just move your stuff around. It causes lymphatic drainage, right, in your body, and so your emotions move through. Have you ever seen a really angry person jump on a trampoline? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just doesn't happen. Like, and so if you are like, there's the weight of the world on your shoulders, you just get on the trampoline. You're like, it doesn't matter how unhappy you are, but you're like, yeah, 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 you know, bring that. And so that's how I. Yeah. This is what I'm doing all day long when I'm at home. Yeah. Reset, reset, reset. You know, don't mm. bring that energy into now because it can weigh you down so there are little tools um if you don't have a rebounder another one a skipping rope is great Mm. it's not really hard to be an angry skipper as well um (laughs) yeah and there's you can get you can get a good rope on amazon for like deliver for six dollars so it's not it's a i think it's something that everyone can afford yeah uh little rebounders are a little bit more expensive but if you have the money and the space for one i love my life with (laughs) rebounder in it another great one to do is an i am uh, incantation on it Like, I am courageous. I am, but you do it jumping around the rebounder and it goes like viscerally into your body. Um, it's crazy. You know, if you might be there going, what, that seems eerie furry, try it and then see, you know, experiment with that one. <laughs> Whatever it is that you want to be, you say that and it goes somewhere in your body mm. through movement and you start to show up as that. And I, I put my hand on my heart and like can swear that when someone told me to do this, I was like, seriously, <laughs> seriously. And then I did it and I'm like, wow, this stuff works. What, um, what, what identities do you attach mm, yourself to or do you say when you go, I am? Whatever I need, whatever I'm focused on, like you said earlier, I want to buy a house, I want to be this. Mm. Who do I need to be to get the thing, that the outcome that I'm after? Yeah. It's never going to be, the, the right word is only going to be the right word for you in this moment mm. right now that you're living in mm-hmm. um, or your outcomes that you want. So again, like another thing, having visual stimulus so that you remember. Um, I can show you one that I've got in my office if you want. I go a little bit, you know, you might notice me, I'm a little bit intense. But so when I'd like do a vision board setting thing, I have a little Instax printer. Yeah. And I will get like the little pictures of the things I want in my life and I print them out mm. on on like Polaroids. Uh-huh. Oh, and yeah. I stick them on and so I'll have like Polaroids of all the things yeah. to keep me present into the future I want to live in. Mm. And every time I've done this, I have achieved all of those things. Mm. So it was before, you know, before mm. I learned you how to organize, it was, I printed off, you know, like home edit style photos. And I was like, I will live in the house yeah. that looks like this. And I do now, yeah. you know, because mm. I learned the skills. And, you know, it only took me a cheeky two years to like learn the skills, two years to learn to organize properly. Mm. It's not a short, it's not one and done um, type thing, but two years of my life. Mm. And now it's part of who I am. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So... The, whatever the words are for the outcomes you're after is the answer. Yeah. Yeah. And so who inspires you? What inspires you? You've oh. got this fire burning yeah. in, inside of you and I can see it. Yeah. So I'm, I mentioned this before, but my dad died when I was 10, mm. right? And it fundamentally shaped who I was. And the, the lesson I learned out of that was no day is promised to us, right? Mm. And of course it was, it's awful. It's, like, it's an awful thing to have happen to you, but, mm. you know, 
we were talking earlier, like I said, it's not what happens to you, it's what you make it mean and what you choose to do next. And so that particular thing of my dad dying, when you say who inspires me, well, that, that, my mm, dad, mm, you know, yeah. him passing on, I always think about what I, what the life I want to have is and all the adventures and like just making every moment mean something. Mm. So it doesn't have to be someone, um, yes, Nelson Mandela too, but also my dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and you know who else? Oprah, the fact that she had a pregnancy when she was 13 years old. Mm, um, yeah, just the stuff that she's sexually assaulted, um, the, the stuff that that woman has gone through, if wow. you understand her, anyone who has had major um, challenges in their life, mm -hmm. who has overcome them, especially against the odds, those are the kinds of people that will inspire me. Because yeah. um, I, I feel like we're all living some sort of version of this. Yeah. And we you know, we often don't talk about it. We're all, you know, people end up have, having suffering or just real challenging times in their life mm. and being able to know what to do next mm. and how to get through it. And not only just get through it, but thrive afterwards mm. because of it. Not thrive in spite, but thrive because you know, of that thing. That's what I'm always looking for. Who's done that? Yeah. And how can I have some of that in my life? You know? Say that again. Thrive in spite of. Not, not thrive in spite, but thrive because of. Mm. So it's all those, I be truly believe this, that all those things, all the hard times that we've seen, all the challenges, the setbacks, they're sent so that we feel, we, you know, we understand, we feel the good times. And they are the gifts in our life if we can learn how to make something great out of them. Mm. You know, like that's yeah. just that, those hard, that, the hard stuff. While we're in the moment, like, you know, have, have a pity party, have a pity parade, you know, get through it. But afterwards to look and say, you know, how can I use this to create something amazing? That's where brilliant startups come from. Yeah. You'll know this. Like I'm coaching in the up and coming Startmate um, Women's Fellowship. Mm. And that's some of the stuff. All these startups don't come because you know, bad stuff didn't happen. Yeah. They all come out of nearly trying to take something that's not working yeah. and make something great. It's mm. all coming from those, from exactly what I'm talking about. Pretty much, I think a lot of startups are in that space, right? Yeah. Um, the one that's, I mean, I'm thinking of right now is Zero Co. They mm. literally scrape um, the oceans for plastic and that's what they make their packaging out of. So they, they do not, like they source from the ocean. <laughs> they source from rubbish in the ocean. Yeah. Um, they're solving two problems there. You know, it wouldn't, yes, it's terrible that there's rubbish in the ocean, but mm. they've found a way to make it into something great. Yeah. I feel like if we all look for that in yeah. our lives, like life, we'd just be like holding hands, singing fire <laughs> songs. And life would be so good. Do you remember yeah. that scene on The Simpsons where yeah, yeah, they were yeah. holding hands in life without lawyers? And like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> That seeing the light, but having come from such darkness mm. as well, and your father having yeah. passed when you were ten years old, mm. and having to deal with that, and you were you touched upon your accident, yeah, yeah, as well, and how you had to relearn to walk to the mailbox yeah. to get wins, and it took you what two years, yeah, two years, yeah, I was two years work off work, again. two years off work for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it was like, it was a lot to overcome because there was a sexual, like I said to you, a sexual assault component. And then there was a, my spine collapsed. I had a brain injury. I have a brain aneurysm now. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, have to, for the rest of my life, we'll have to go and make sure that my brain is scanned to make sure that it doesn't get any bigger. And if it yeah. does, then there's a sequence. There are consequences from, um, and what, you know, if I didn't share what happened, yeah. I was in Bali and my drink got spiked and I got abducted from a wedding. 
um, and mm. I came off a motorcycle. Oh, um, and that was me getting away from that. And yeah. like, I do not, this could happen anywhere. I do yeah. not hold this as a Bali thing. Mm. Um, I don't even hold it against men because it was multiple men mm-hmm. as a male thing. It's just, there's always going to be bad, bad people no yeah. matter where you go somewhere in the world. And my question to myself afterwards was, how can I try and, you know, not have that happen again? Cause mm. that is not yeah. the dream. Like, yeah. Yeah. um, but it was like unpacking each of those pieces separately and working on, you know, resolving that completely. Yeah. So I like the words I used so that I felt whole, complete, whole and complete again. Those were the things that I was looking for because I didn't feel that way when yeah. that was happening. And it took a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, that stuff is everyday kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I don't look in a mirror for nine months. That's mostly to do with the sexual assault component. Mm-hmm. Couldn't face that. My hair fell out. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. like I put on 15 kilos. Um, but I knew that that was all really superficial stuff. What yeah. was actually mattered was the emotional stuff mm. that was going on the inside. And I knew once that changed, then the physiological stuff would shift, and it totally did. Mm-hmm. Um, and if anyone is like in this position where they've had any of those things, again, this is where professional help, there are people who are trained in mm. this. Um, I picked someone to help me with sexual assault was the first thing I picked. If anyone's had that happen, I can highly, I highly recommend you see someone that was life-changing for me um Mm. yeah and then the other things were a lot easier I guess Mm. the physical stuff was doing the rehab work um Mm. yeah I tried a whole lot of natural things like Mm. I was on 12 different medications when that happened Mm. because my my whole spine I've been dragged by my arm my my nerves just didn't stop you know I didn't stop shaking I would I had PTSD I would compulsively clean and lock windows and I just would it was just it was not good. Mm-hmm. Like it was not a good thing. And I had, so I had to go on medication to try and help me stop with compulsions. Um, I haven't been on medication since 2020 now. Wow. Um, yeah. So yeah. 2019 was when I was deemed like able to go back to work and stuff. Yeah. That's when I started t- habits coaching. Um, and 2020, I, then I gradually one by one came off one medication at a time and yeah, I haven't been on anything since 2020. To me, that was massive being on 12 yeah. different things. Um, and I, again, I'm a big proponent on taking medication and doing as like, they're like, imagine if you broke your leg and you're using crutches, I see medication like crutches mm. so you can do the work that you need to do to heal. Yeah. Yep. And that's what I, that's exactly what I did. And yeah, I take a lot to have lots of supplements and things, um, for wellbeing, but mm. yeah, I mean, if, if anyone else is listening to this and they've had stuff happen, I yeah, speaking to an expert who that's, yeah. they've trained for years mm-hmm. in that particular thing and I kind of explained it to my girlfriend who was going through some hard stuff. Like, I was like, therapists are like burger bars. And she's like, what? I'm like, well, they're usually really good and known for like one burger, right? Like for one thing. And you wouldn't be going to the fish, to the place that's famous for its fish, asking for a steak burger, you know? And I'm like, with therapists, you're not going to see the same person Mm. for all the things. You're going to pick someone who's an expert at that thing. And then when that thing is resolved, however long it takes, is how long it takes. Um, and it can be quick, it can be, you know, because you don't know what's going to come up mm-hmm. emotionally. You don't know if it might be stacked onto stuff that you've repressed from childhood because yeah. um, that happens. And, yeah, then moving, then lovingly letting that go and moving on to the next thing mm-hmm. and doing that one. Yeah. That's what I did, and that worked for me. Yeah, yeah and I, I was like that. I was like, I think I'm going to write that book. Therapists are like burger bars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have you written any books? You sound... Oh, I write, but yeah. I, haven't written a, I haven't written a book yet. Um, I wouldn't mind doing... I like this uh, uh, author called Edward Monkton. Have you heard of him? No. It's like um, 
they're like picture books for adults. Oh, yeah, yeah, so I wouldn't mind writing some picture books yeah. like this that are humorous mm. with little lessons <laughs> on how to get through. It might be like, this is the thing that I'm that's happening. Yeah. And it's really fun and cutesy, mm. you know, with stories. So it's, it keeps it light, but it actually has a helpful lesson in it. Yeah. Um, that's the, you know, how to, it might be like that when my girlfriend was this, she came to me, she's like, I don't know who else to talk to about this. Mm. How do I choose a therapist? Because, you know, her thought, she was like, I never even thought about, I'm going to end up might be seeing three different or four mm. different ones. I was like, not all at once. And it doesn't, not, it's not any more expensive. Yeah. It's just get the specialty part from them mm. and heal that part and then move to the next one. Mm. Um, yeah. So I saw a bunch of different types yeah. of people. Mm. Yeah. And so through your habits coaching, mm. how, through the demographics, did you get any young men like us, um, under oh, 30 or so? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And like I said to you, you know, I pretty much raised my two younger brothers. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, like, so when, after my dad died, my mum went a bit nuts. And this is something I haven't said to you. Um, yeah. she, she actually she lost it. And I moved out of home at 16. Um, she ended up with a very violent my stepdad was very violent um and she had my younger brothers so we have different fathers and uh she lost custody of them she ended up in gangs on drugs um she was in prison for four years she went to prison for four years for whatever my brothers went into foster care and then i had them so we had a real tumultuous upbringing um you know you end up with a family you end up with right you don't get to choose it and and i felt my mom this is the catalyst for her was my dad dying she just lost Mm. it it's really sad when that happens so yeah i have to help my brothers mostly um yeah it's not been habits coaching the whole time, <laughs> but I was like, you can't choose. They're like, you can't be a victim in this. Well, you can, you can totally. If yeah. you want to wear that hat, mm. you can. But is that the life you want to live? You know, of all this stuff that's happened to you guys, it's rough. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like, what are you going to make this mean? And what are you going to do next? And you don't have to do it alone. You can do it with me. So yeah. finding those people, like, sorry, my this slipping down, yeah, um, yeah. finding at least one or two people who are your tribe, who are your team, and, you know, that it's a safe space to be yourself with. Yeah. Um, you could find someone that's a mentor, you know, one-on-one that's available, mm. and then really asking yourself, like, what can I make, you know, this, if this rough stuff is happening to me in my life, yeah. how can I take this and make it into something good? Mm. And if it's happening to you right now, then getting help. In that moment, like you don't have to solve all your problems right at that exactly. moment. Yeah. They had happened to you right now. Like I said to you earlier, like, I didn't solve all mine right a minute. Yeah, like, of course. Yeah, there's always ups and downs. Yeah. Yeah. But in terms of, yes, I have younger men for sure. Um, mostly they've come into me for study skills and things, mm-hmm. right? But then you end up unpacking that they haven't got a good home life and that it's not study skills that are the problem. It's the fact that they can't get a minute, they're not allowed to shut their bedroom door and they can't get a minute silence with everyone with all the violence and stuff that's happening, you know, and I'm not going to say who these people are, but they don't get a minute to themselves. There might be drugs in the household or there might be something. Study skills are the least of their problems. It's the fact that they're constantly being distracted and disrupted. So, but that's what they've come to me for. So it's interesting. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm like... This is when um, reaching out to someone, and I, I've talked about creating pockets of, and you know, and, and with whatever space you do have, creating a zone for an outcome that you want, and knowing that this is temporary in life, and you can go and powerfully, like school is important because this is going to be what's going to help you get to the life that you want ultimately, yeah. and um, yeah, and creating little pockets where you can get activities done to focus on the life that you want. Yeah. 
you know and again like i use the rebounder and move through the energy mm. trying to find ways to move through the energy mm. um so that when it's when it feels like a whole lot of heaviness or the weight of the world coming down that you've got the tools in your own arsenal that don't mm. cost any money and that you can do right now yeah. um it might be going outside and taking your shoes off and standing in grass it's a grounding mm. exercise mm. you know like you don't have to go anywhere from the house if you yeah. live in an apartment it might be just going out onto the balcony and screaming it's your lungs. <laughs> you know that's one thing it might be i'm a big proponent like i said of moving dancing yeah just like jiggling around your body like putting on something i'm always doing that imagine yourself as a gif <laughs> and just, like, <laughs> and, like, just, just moving the same like up and down you know that's all you have to do like i'm a gif yeah <laughs> that. um yeah gifts can teach us a lot to be yeah. honest <laughs> yeah and look my takeaways from from this conversation today look setting up the time before your week mm. yeah to do that planning so that yeah. your monday to friday becomes automatic yeah. definitely so that's something that i think is not talked about enough mm. that habits you you want to do oh, there's like habits are daily repeated behaviors but there's also one-time behaviors that you need to do a lot of the time to set up for habits mm. so scheduling in if you have scheduled the time to like you can chunk out say exercise or mindfulness or whatever it is during the week yeah. it's having this creative play time as a one-time behavior on the weekend yeah. whether it's on saturday or sunday whatever suits your schedule mm -hmm. where you come up with okay what do i want to do this week yeah. your wish list your shopping list of life and then you can set up the environment mm. the little pockets in your home to get the activities done ahead of time yeah. it might be the one-time behavior might be okay i want to get i want to get healthy in terms of food okay well i mean i don't know in, in terms of your if, they, if your um, listeners are buying their own food or not, but it might be, I love my muscle chef. It might be ordering your meal delivery mm. for the whole week, yeah. for the whole coming week, so that when it comes time to prepare your meal, you're not wondering, or whatever meal service, yeah. they're already ordered, they're in your fridge. Yeah. You might do a subscription. The best ones are when you can do a one-time behavior that's a subscription, so that thing shows up. So then you don't have to even think about, mm. oh my God, doing this every single week. Yeah. You know, um, that's super useful. And again, like it might be a fitness app on your phone if you want to exercise from home and then ordering, if you need a couple of bits of weights or a mat or whatever it is, yeah. ordering that one time, setting things up ahead of time. If you think about people who do have, you know, if you ask someone who's a runner, well, how do you do it? Mm. It's probably because they have running gear, they're running shoes and a scheduled time. Mm -hmm. They know the route they're going to go mm. on ahead of yes. time. They've got their music set up. Mm. They've got their playlist done. Mm. So it might be getting all those things in the right mm. spaces, you know, all ahead yeah. of time. If you want to do it uh, in terms of exercise, I try and take out the least amount of steps to get there, mm. to like to try and remove all barriers that yeah. can get in the way. So I have my spare room turned into um, to exercise. So yeah. I just roll out of bed and it doesn't matter how tired I am, I still do a workout, yeah. Yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. And some of the things I do like about apps over the gym, when I tap on the exercise, if I've got a, like at the moment, I've got something in my lower back, so there's certain exercises I can't do, mm. you can usually tap on it and it'll give you an alternative. So mm. you can literally swap out the exercise. So there's always, this is something I empower myself, I can do a version of this. Mm. I can yeah. do a version of this. So if I've yeah. got physical limitations right now, there's always going to be something I can do in this yeah. moment with the capacity and the abilities I have mm. Mm -hmm. and finding that. Yeah. 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 So taking that Saturday or Sunday out to yeah. plan and do that creative yeah. planning yeah. to what was it curating your environment yeah and the one-time actions to set up yep. the habits yep but also being crispy yeah crispy as well and yeah. i'm thinking just like crispy pork stuff yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like yeah. Be crispy. <laughs> and being specific yeah yeah right? specific. 
So I'm going to give you some resources at the end of this, like some yeah, little please. exercise and stuff. Yeah. The other thing is really thinking about anchors. I haven't really mm. talked about this. So when you want to start a new behavior, you anchor it. The easiest way to do it is to anchor it onto something you always reliably do mm. in mm. your routine. This is the easiest way to get started. Yeah. So it might be you're like, well, I don't, I don't really have a routine. I don't really do things. Well, do you go to sleep? At night. <laughs> do you wake up in the morning? Yes. Okay. Do you clean your teeth? Please. <laughs> Please say you clean your teeth. Um, there's little things like that. Do you pee? Do you pee? I'm sure you pee. So like, there's a few things. And please tell me you wash your hands. So like there's, these are things that people can already, they're already likely to do. And then you want to think about the frequency that you do them. So if you're anchoring on a new behavior, like after I pee, I will do two sit-ups. You might pee 15 times and you're like, well, that's a lot of sit-ups. <laughs> also, do I want to lie on the bathroom floor? <laughs> you know, so, and I do I want to do that workplace. Yeah. So there's certain things that you have to think about logically, mm. how often you'll do that and whether you're actually going to get down on the floor and do this. Yeah. So a better one is after I dry my hands, I will do two wall press-ups, mm. you know. And so each time you anchor it, you create a big picture in your mind of, you don't have to do a post-it note, of yourself hanging up the towel and then doing the two wall presets and you yeah. can see it clearly happening mm. and that and the other thing to do in terms of if you want to ever get into habits and you don't want to be making notes or whatever mm. is it's called rehearsal mm. so ahead of time you practice it 10 times in a row so it's not like when it comes monday morning it's not the first time you're doing it you've designed something you know what you're going to do and you've tried it out already mm. i've tried it on yeah. does that work does it feel logical like the after i put my feet on the floor i will say it's going to be a great day you can lie on your bed like throw the cows back seven floor yeah it's a great day lie in bed back floor like it's like a gift like you <laughs> yeah, are the yeah, gift yeah. and that has your brain when it comes time to do it on the monday morning you're more likely to do it because you've already tried it 10 times mm. so you just do it in one go it's kind of like shooting hopes yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's exactly like that in terms mm. of behavior so thinking about those anchors yeah. and anchoring on a behavior there if you want to get just just you know you're waking up tomorrow and you want to get started on something yeah and you just want to add something in your day and you don't want to have any kind of formal routine this is a really cool method yeah. i've done it loads <laughs> <laughs> and the question is is this the life that I want to live? Mm, yeah, right now. And just answering that question. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And what's the smallest thing I could do that I want to do, mm. you know? And focusing only on the stuff you actually want to do. If you notice yourself going like this, this is a big sign, you don't want to do it. If you <laughs> yeah. notice your head doing that, um, well, yeah. yeah, if you notice your head going no, because you're mm. subconscious, you might be like, mm. should I do that? If you notice you're doing this, you're subconscious, it's, it's only totally. has one way to tell yeah. you. It's by moving your body. Yeah. Yeah. So listening to those subtle cues, or if you notice your body starting to do anything weird, noticing that about yourself and go, ooh, mm. that might be not, not, not the thing for me <laughs> this time around. Um, but what's something similar? You know, there's always going to be something that you mm. can do and you want yeah. to do. Yeah. I think it's also like asking, um, is this going to help me get to where I want to get to? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, is this changing the scene into different pots? Right. Yeah. Is it, mm. is it going to get me to where I'm going to? Like, it, it's something I say to myself if I ever have catch myself in any certain emotion or like doing something um, that I probably should be doing. It's like, mm is this action or is this feeling going to help me get to where I want to? If yep. it's not, then why am I going to let myself stay there as well? 
You know, and just like having empathy for yourself. Yeah. If you do find yourself doing something, not going, oh, you're so you're so stupid yeah. or, you know, all that self stuff we do to ourselves, mm-hmm. treating yourself like your own best friend and having yeah. kindness and grace because it's really, I do it to myself still. Yeah. This is an ongoing process of not giving, you're like reaming yourself a new one, like, <laughs> you know, for, for like finding yourself doing something yeah. that's counterintuitive mm. and just going, okay, cool, this totally isn't. And I'm so glad that I found myself doing this right now, mm-hmm. you know, and like, I've got this, I've got this, yeah. you know, one, every time you find yourself doing something that you don't, that's against mm-hmm. your goals is one more time that you're aware and one more time you're less mm-hmm. like, you know, that you're more likely to get on that track. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, the self high five in those self situations that you found yourself doing it and that you're mm-hmm. com- recommitting. Yeah. Amazing. And I think what you were throughout this conversation your self-talk is very powerful so what are some phrases apart from i and i will and i can is there any other phrases that people can Mm. practice and use goodness let's have a think about that one Mm. if you've got some thoughts um (laughs) i and i am is the most powerful Mm. one in my opinion because your identity Mm. who you declare yourself Mm. to be is the only thing that you'll show up as So I am is probably the most powerful statement you can make. Yeah. Um, and in terms of, you know, when you said around a lot of these little behaviors, when you're doing a habit thing, doing two wall press-ups isn't going to give you guns for the gym. Yeah. But what it does is it starts to get your identity mm. related to someone who cares about well-being. Mm. And, and it's at a physiological level. So you start to shift your perception around yourself by doing, yeah. not thinking. Yeah. So it's really powerful because you're like, I'm actually, I'm sprinkling exercise. I'm dancing at the jug and I'm doing press ups in the thing. I'm exercising all day long. I'm a fitness model, you know, like this and you change this. And then all of a sudden you start, you're like, okay, well maybe I will start going to the gym. Like if if there are people who are, um, who are at the point where they're like embarrassed about going to the gym yet, just doing these few things at home might be enough to shift to feel like I'm actually, I'm, I actually can do these workouts. I'm totally fine. I'm going to the gym now. So it's a few of those, um, like I am statements, but also like the reason to sprinkle little bits through your day is to change who you see yourself Mm. as. And that can be just as powerful the doing as the declaring. Mm. Act yourself into thinking as opposed to thinking into acting. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And both, it's both. like this, yeah. it's like that cycle. It's like, you know, in our wow. business would say it's like omni-channel. I've left, don't remind me. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, feedback loop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah feedback. I think this feeding down to that, that feeding mm. back to this is mm. always where I'm going yeah. with stuff. Like, and, and I used to be so much so like disconnected from there down was one set of behaviors and here up and now it's very much that feedback loop yeah it really does work yeah well beautiful what a what incredible conversation and and jasper three questions three questions you want me to ask the three questions so (laughs) crazy um before we end the podcast we'll ask to ask three questions Mm. so we'll go by them as you answer them sure um what are you grateful for Oh my goodness. Well, I'm grateful for this conversation today. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, right now I'm, oh my God, I'm so grateful for family. I'm, my family's in New Zealand and mm. I miss them. I was, I talked to my brother today and I just felt like, oh, I needed to reconnect. Yeah. yeah. Just mm. having that, can't choose your family, but mm. I'm, and I love my pieces that probably sound <laughs> terrible, but I miss them so much yeah. and I'm really grateful for, yeah, for family and, and, and for you guys coming yeah. here today. 
we're very grateful for to be here and thank you for being vulnerable with us yeah. Yeah. we really appreciate it of course yeah. um second question what have you realized from this conversation from just anything in life. Just in oh life. goodness me have you had any realizations lately yeah oh constantly <laughs> um one of the one of the things that i've been thinking about a lot is just the level of how hard we are on ourselves yeah. and and that thing i said earlier like what if i could treat myself like i would do not even my best friend just like mm. like you know like someone who's an acquaintance <laughs> like you know what i mean yeah. i realize you know and so that's something i've been thinking about yeah. because then that the and it's not a selfishness thing the kind of person i show up for other people mm. it's just so much kinder too so it's like a loop of how do I be out there in the world being, you know, you'll be self. Yeah. But it starts with how you're treating those, these thinking thoughts and how I'm treating myself. So that's yeah. something I've been thinking about in service of being how I want to be in the world. Mm. I need to start being kinder. Yeah. And how do I do that yeah. ongoing? Definitely. Mm. I think it's something we all, that's something I realized too. Like we've got to be more gracious to ourselves. And yeah. also like when you show grace to others, you don't know when you'll need that grace as well. Mm, so it's just, right. just being kind, like I said. Yeah. Mm. Final question. What is a question you ask yourself? Oh, um, yeah. So one, I have this practice uh, called like six impossible things. Mm. Um, and I like to think about oh, the whole, it comes from Alice in Wonderland, you know, oh, yeah. what are six impossible things before breakfast? Yeah. You know, so I like to ask a question, what are impossible things that I could do right now, like what seems impossible and write them down in a little journal yeah. and just don't think, I don't think about it. I just see what comes out. Uh-huh. Um, so that is something, hopefully that answered the question, <laughs> but it's just a really curious way. Cause then you ask yourself, well, what if it wasn't, what if it was possible? Mm. The question after, after that is, but what if these were possible? You know, and is that something that you might want to focus on? I'm waiting for, I'm like, my um, unicorn business idea is going to come. <laughs> <laughs> so, next thing, you, can, you have a car, you have a car, you have a car. Don't forget me. <laughs> you have a car. <laughs> the cat drives past a new car. <laughs> yeah. So, that's a practice. Yeah. I'm like, that kind of gets around that um, whole fixed mindset, mm. curiosity, playfulness yeah. um, in the morning. And it just, um, just, it's just something fun. I, I quite like yeah. doing this. Yeah. Mm. But what if it was? What if? What if? What if? Yeah. <laughs> That's beautiful. I like mm. that. Mm. You know, it's like in any business or any pursuit, you're like, what if I was successful? What would that be like? Yeah. How would you feel? Yeah. Right. And it's just that feeling you kind of chase and run towards. Mm. And not putting glass ceilings. Like for yeah. me, it's all about, mm. we just constantly put these limitations and I think they feel like they feel it reality because yeah. that's yeah. all that we can experience. So it's trying to work out where that's happening because yeah. it's like seems to be in a lot of places that I don't even realize half the time. And without the practice, mm. I don't notice that stuff. Yeah. Mm. Awesome. Well, thank you, Kirsty. Thanks Christy. for having oh, Christy. <laughs> right. Oh, sorry. I'm <laughs> okay. Christy. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I apologize for that. That's thank good. you, Christy. We really appreciate you being on the podcast and sharing your insights and habits and being vulnerable with us. So thank Thanks you so for having much. me. No, thanks, thanks for having me. Thank you. Mm. All right. I guess that's it, man. Like, mm. let's close it up. Mm. Peace. Okay.